0: 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long Two question Saoirse
2: you had for us this evening what?
3: The question was the least popular name in 90 years has been revealed today any ideas what it is now I will narrow it down it is a girl's name
2: Okay girl's name um, has become the least popular name no one is naming their child their baby girl this name anymore any ideas what you think it is 0876797 104 Bernie, you have an interesting guess. What is it?
3: Adolf. Adolf. That's a, yeah. th- that, that's going to... Raise a few eyebrows, isn't it?
2: Definitely, yeah. Yeah,
3: you definitely wouldn't
0: encourage it,
3: you know.
2: No. Little... Use it. Adolf O'Brien,
3: get back in here
2: now. It's just... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit awkward. Definitely. I'm trying yeah. to think like... Uh,
0: Although Adolf
3: O'Brien kind of sounds okay. It sounds less harmful. Adolf, though.
2: Everyone will just, for your entire life, you'll be people second looking at you kind of going...
3: yeah. Uh, really they called you this yeah it's pretty bad
2: uh, okay Bernie is that correct though is that what you're looking for mm-hmm. Saoirse
3: no ah. no it's absolutely not ah, I'm sorry no. Bernie um, <sighs> oh, it's not even close isn't that it's not even close oh yeah no. sure no.
2: look well listen uh, Bernie thanks a million for popping on alright good guess but unfortunately Nothing not right. right this evening no,
3: no. okay we we'll Bernie bye 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 bye, bye, bye. Bernie bye. no as I said it's a girl's name it's a simple name. It's not an outrageous out there name. It's one we all know. And we all don't like. <laughs> we just don't like Someone it. Someone has
2: said, is it Cormac?
3: <laughs> I mean, it's a nice name, is it? Cormac's a nice name. Is it? Kids don't really get called Cormac anymore. They don't know. No, but it was very popular. Calvin. In,
2: like a cal- Calvin.
3: Yeah, the cooler version of Cormac. There you go, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: is it Philomena or Yvonne?
3: I do know a few Yvonne's now. Yvonne's not bad. Philomena's um, quite an old name, isn't it?
1: You will be, yeah. You will be
3: old. No, it's neither of them. A- Avine? Is it Avine?
2: Or is it Evelyn? Oh, Evelyn,
3: sorry. Evelyn or Evelyn. Oh, sp- oh they're spelled different ways. She
2: okay. she gets a grant from the government if she spells it in, an in the Irish, Irish. Way oh, as yeah. well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's good. Megan, good evening. What's the story? Um, I would have said there, Evelyn's a nice ish name,
3: isn't it? Um, Ev Evie um, Evelyn I mean it could be possibly but you you know you probably wouldn't call your child Evelyn why not I don't know again it's a kind of older name is it
2: it's definitely like there was a high queen of Ireland who was called Evelyn and maybe you'd have to raise them in the mountains of Connemara and just go (laughs) okay Evelyn you're going (laughs) to learn how to (laughs) 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 Evelyn you're only four years of age but you're going and goal for the under 16 girls Leinster senior hurling team all Cup right, fair one, pleasure. Two,
3: three, four, five. Doop, 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 doop.
2: <laughs> so it's not Evelyn.
3: It's not Evelyn. No. Okay. Okay, okay Evelyn's not too bad. I think my name's way worse.
2: Yeah, especially the way it's you pronounce Irish. it, incorrect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sershul.
2: It's not Saoirse. It Should be Sershcha. Ra- all like everybody else pronounces That's it. But you pronounce
1: it Surchal?
3: Oh my God, Michael T. Higgins would actually say it exactly He would like say it like that. It. Thank you, Sersha for all your help. Oh God.
2: And then you'd be like horrific. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, it's
3: actually. Saoirse? Sorry
2: Michael, just don't mean to stop you in the middle of your presentation. <laughs> it's Sersha. Just I wrote you a little note here how to print Thanks. Thanks very much. I
3: used to spell it S U R S H A. Didn't go down well with the mother. I can't,
2: okay. Yeah. She's
3: like, stop that. Okay. It's an yeah. Irish name. Now you spell it in the Irish way. Ooh. I can't even spell it after second guess every time I'm bloody spelling the thing.
2: S-A-O-I-R-S-E O I O S E, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's
3: very hard, yeah.
2: Sersha. Not Sursha. Hey, Sir, what's going on? That's what I think when I want to say it like that.
3: I know. I should just say it's. Saoirse. But it's not Sorsha.
2: Oh, it's close enough. It's more Sorsha the way you say it than Sirsha. Sir. Like Sorsha. Yes,
3: sir. Sorsha. Oh, anyway. Yes. Right. Sir, Sorsha. Mary. Is it Mary? Do you know what? Everyone has an auntie called Mary. I have the nicest auntie called Mary. I, I love don't her to have bits. have auntie called Mary? Most people have an auntie called Mary. Yeah. Most people do. Or a mum called Mary. Uh, it's not Mary. But when I watched that film years ago, there's something about Mary. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's actually kind of a cute baby name. Is it? No, but because <laughs> the baby was Mary, I was like, that's kind of cute. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, no, Mary's fine. Mary's okay. grand. It's not Mary.
2: So we're looking for the ugliest name in the world. It's well, a girl's name. No, I shouldn't say ugliest name in the world. Most
3: unpopular.
2: Yeah, this is the most unpopular name um in the world right now no one is calling their baby girls this anymore it's not because the name itself no sounds ugly it's because of it has a reputation has a reputation and a very very bad association with this name so if you want to have a guess 876797104 we'll take a quick break back with music from German Kennedy and to see if anyone has gotten it right I think a few people have but what's the most annoying Girls in yeah it's not even annoying it's what's the most annoying type of girl or woman
3: who complains a lot
2: you'd call them uh, a <laughs> stupid she, oh You're such a... He is such a... Mm, you'd even use it for even a Even yeah. yeah. It's kind of... It's now gender neutral. It's mm. that annoying. It's crossed the gender boundaries. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one oh four Back with Dermot Kennedy. It's
0: FM104. FM104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long.
2: Cormac Insertia here on room 104. News coming out this evening from The Independent that pubs that do not serve food will not be allowed to reopen next Monday, the 21st, as was planned, just in Dublin anyway. So your Dublin local pub will not be allowed to open next Monday. The different pubs around the country will. Uh, So we're pretending as if that's fine and great. Yay, everything is we perfect. Don't mind. Yay, everything is, is beautiful. We so. didn't want to go anyway. Yeah, we're glad. Um, more information up on everyone affords that either, but that's pretty much the gist of it. To be confirmed tomorrow morning by the government people, whose private doll bar is open, by the way.
3: Yeah. I wonder if they'll close that. Maybe they're serving food.
2: They are in their hole serving food.
3: <laughs> by food, I meant crisps. Oh, there you
2: go, yeah. yeah. I'll have the potato a la crisps,
3: please. And 10 pints of Guinness please. <sighs> Thanks a million.
2: Oh, God. Such is life Okay The question Saoirse was The
3: question is The least popular name In 90 years Has been revealed And we're looking for the answer Someone said Anne Now Anne is my middle name Is it? I think Anne is a lovely name Do you have a confirmation name as well? Yeah unfortunately I do But what is it? And I wanted to go with something American at the time And my mum wouldn't let me So she forced me To pick Catherine Saoirse Anne Catherine Long How depressing is that name? (laughs) Tragic, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, why? Why did she make me do that? I wanted to pick something like Brittany or something. It
2: has to be. Does not have to have to be a religious figure.
3: Maybe that was why
2: it couldn't be because I had a friend of mine who wanted to be Mustafa. Oh, Uh, like was Mustafa a saint? I think it has to be a saint, doesn't it, for your confirmation name? Don't know.
3: I was devastated anyway. And then she forced me to pick Catherine. Catherine. Why? Because I went nice with Anne.
2: <laughs> Anne Catherine.
3: Yeah. Oh.
2: Saoirse Anne Catherine Long. We'll get her PPS number later on. We'll start breaking into her accounts. <laughs> oh, your middle name. That'll be your security question.
3: But I don't use my middle name or my confirmation name. Like They're not on anything. Anne.
2: Yeah, I can speak to Sersha please.
3: Saoirse Anne. Like, seriously.
2: That could be, that wouldn't be a bad band name.
3: No, it's not. Like if your act name, name
2: Sersha Anne. Like there's loads of them Like that Who's like, your one um, Roshino Roshino Sersh Anne But there's more um, Anne Anne-Marie Anne-Marie Yeah
3: but the, Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie Is like a name Sersh but...
2: Anne No Julepa <laughs> Go with Anne Catherine You would be the most Boring like, pop star literally. In the world And now <laughs> a- Anne Catherine And then I just
3: sing out A key as per you
2: And it's Anne Catherine yeah. Now we got to Clean all these things up Anne Catherine's Going to come out now And sing us a lovely song Hello darkness My, my friend <laughs> Very good Anne come We're all a little bit Depressed now Anne Catherine But sure look That's her whole brand name
3: uh, Buzzkill
2: Not Anne then Anne isn't not the most Unpopular Anne. name of all time I'm
3: Actually not Catherine While we're at it i not Catherine Is no. it Betty? Oh Betty's a cute name But you wouldn't call a Baby Betty Baby Betty Oh <laughs> my God, that's so cute Actually that's adorable
2: um, Someone has said Is this the name <laughs> Jessica You're Fanula Fanny your Fanula.
3: Yeah, Fanny. Is it That's your what Fanula? you were calling me, Fanny Long. Fanny Long. I think yeah. Fanny Long is a good name. I mean if I ever had a baby girl, I think I should call her Fanny.
2: Fanny Ann. That would Fanny be a good Anne. That would be a good designer name.
3: Fanny Annie. Fanny Annie. Oh my god, I love that.
2: Where'd you get your bag? Fanny Annie. <laughs> oh my god, is that a Fanny Annie set of shoes? Yeah.
3: Is that a Fanny Annie? Oh my god, I love
2: Fanny Annie. <laughs> Just this big pink thing. Yeah. Hairs on the outside. Oh of it. Jesus. Furry. A furry one. Did you get the furry Fanny Annie? Oh I did. God. He got it for me.
3: Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to get sick of my. Watch your gutter. I got a funny, Annie. Oh, Jesus. Um, There's been a few other ones that have come in here now.
2: Ben wants to make it known that he's here too.
3: Oh, okay. Okay, um, Ben. All right, Ben. I thought, I thought you were voting Ben as the most unpopular name. I wouldn't have said so.
2: A bit aggressive, Ben, but all right. Mm hmm. Don't know how to take that.
3: No. But we've included him now. So, hi, Ben. Hope you're doing well.
2: Yeah. Chill out, Ben. God. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone has Oh, that.
3: Oh, that's a strange one. Evangeline.
2: Okay, Gary, I think you just made that
3: name up. Evangeline. No, I think that's a name.
2: Evangeline.
3: Yeah. Evangeline. Now, no one has called that name. It's a bit like a Theodore. No one has actually called it. Barvo. Gwins, Evangeline. Dad. Evangeline. No. No. But I think most people have guessed this correct right.
2: The most unpopular name.
3: The most unpopular name in 90 years is, drumroll, Karen. Yay. It's a Karen. We all
2: got that. Karen. Oh, sorry about that
3: now. Karen. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? Now, to be honest, personally speaking, I've never come across an annoying Karen. But I have come across many a Susan.
2: And here's the other thing, right? There was a book... I can't remember which two Irish authors wrote this book, but it was like, Stop being such an Ashling.
0: Mm, oh, Ashling is as well. another
2: term. So we have Susan's, Ashling's, and Karen's. And I really feel as if, when it comes to moan holes in society, that Karen has taken the brunt, and really the workload should be shared amongst Susan's and Ashling's as I well. I would have
3: said so too. Yeah, I yeah. think Ashling is more the younger version. Of the Karen and the Susan
2: Well maybe Ashling is just Bland Is a bland vanilla person Who doesn't try anything new And it's just very like oh, No I'm not really into that You know just kind yeah. of the, the boring stereotypical um, Unadventurous
3: I would have said the late 20s
2: Maybe yeah
3: You know that kind of age group yeah. Where she's just Having none of anything Actually yeah, like
2: sorry The only the craziest thing she does Is go out for a cheese board On a Saturday yeah. And you're like Oh that's such an Ashling thing to do Yeah
3: so, Ashling, and then she upgrades to usually I would have said a Karen, and then Karen is a Susan. I would have said Susan's what, the eldest. Well,
2: oh, I don't know. Is Susan worse? Do you go from an Ashling to a Karen to a Susan? Because I, I would have I said you go Ashling to a Susan to a Karen. Karen yeah. seems like boss level.
3: See, I would have thought Susan's an older name than Karen. Oh, is it? Kind of is. Like, you know, if you had an Auntie Karen, they're usually kind of 40s. They're not. Or fifties, they're not seventy. Ye- yeah, Susan is up there.
2: And no, unfortunately, it's not. It's not Margaret. Mags, don't be, Ma- don't be suggesting yourself.
3: Margaret, no, Margaret's a lovely name. Mags, my auntie's called Mags. She's lovely.
2: Caroline, um, yeah. stop being an annoying Caroline Baskin. Uh,
3: no, Caroline isn't an annoying. Name. Carol Baskin.
2: Uh, yeah, so who got this right? Pretty much everyone. Pretty much right. everyone has got um, that. I'm going to give you a shout out to Enda who got that right. Uh, Jason and Clendock and I'm pretty sure you got that right as well thank you for that Jason the most unpopular name is it Karen Carson it is it is Karen yeah Carson's a strange name I shouldn't say strange it's a unique name I it's don't an know anyone name. called
3: Carson no I don't
2: either there you go now uh, Lisa did Lisa get it right it is yeah Lisa 100% yes. right and then loads of, uh, who else got it right yeah just tons of people here loads of people got um, it right Erica Erica, Erica yeah. got that right as well to Karen and she put a pukey face emoji in after it uh, Phil you got that right as well Who's our friend? I mean,
3: it's harsh though, isn't it? I mean, it's not Karen's fault. Oh, no. There's going to be nice Karens. Oh, oh Karen man. has messaged in. Ah, uh, Karen. Ah, uh, Karen. No. Karen, I'm so sorry. Can I just see? Karen is young as well.
2: I know, yeah. Karen's are actually... Sorry, Karen isn't a Karen. I know this doesn't make any sense. Karens crack. Karen's our friend living in New Zealand.
3: That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't actually personally know any Karens that complain. I only know Susans that complain. <laughs> so, you know... I would have thought that Karen was the American version of Susan for us here, but it's obviously not. I mean it's got on and people know. Yeah. This is not what you call your kid. No. Although someone should just for the crack. If you are pregnant and you're expecting a girl, call her Karen.
2: And then just teach her to grow up and just be mental crack. And then in twenty years' time, oh you're once such a Karen. What's a Karen? Oh, just dancing on the tables. Just going around jocking people, just absolute nuts. And then Karen can be like the the mad one of the The group.
3: alter ego, She is
2: such a Karen. What does that mean? Although I went to college with Karen who hit her phone in the butter when the guards knocked to a house party we were having before. And earlier on, before that day, lost her handbag. So called into the neighbours across the road crying that she had lost her handbag.
3: Is that a Karen thing to do?
2: Well, it was this Karen thing to do, yeah. 100% She
3: seems a bit mad
2: She was yeah because maybe that could be the new thing Yeah, Karen is like the uh, mad session mod
3: Or you can just make her into the proper Karen I mean grow her up uh, to complain about absolutely everything (laughs) Get her the Karen haircut when she turns 15 (laughs) Just Make her complain at every single shop <laughs> yeah. Over everything and anything Start
2: them in early No point fighting <laughs> the negativity Sure she's loads to complain about in 2020 Anyway and moving on So maybe that'll be Have a little Karen baby Complaining about everything <laughs> from day one Here's Dermot Kennedy outnumbered It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room
0: 104 FM 104's Room 104 podcast With Cormac Moore and Search Long
2: Cormac and Saoirse here She just told me she's got jaundice so. <laughs> um, I Thoughts don't. and prayers with her family friends because she's in a bad way at the moment no she doesn't of course um, look
3: I just haven't matched my makeup correctly so it looks either orange or yellow
2: uh, yeah it's good look you know it was very yeah, 2005 I think
3: I think so too yeah I haven't caught on like I don't know how to do any of these like you know contouring or makeupy things that all oh, these girls can transform themselves I mean if I knew how to do that maybe I could be bloody hot
2: sure look that's why you're working on radio true and and, and, and not anywhere else uh, again a reminder the Independent are reporting this evening that if your pub does not open food it will not be opening next week nope. as planned so unfortunately Dublin pubs that do not serve food will not be opening next Monday pubs around the country will and uh, Um, the lads in the morning on the news will keep you updated on that it has to be signed off by the old officials but of course they probably will do that but that's coming out from the independent this evening bad news for the pub trade here unfortunately Uh, still to come on the show can you separate love from sex so can you be madly in love with someone but not want to have sex with them
3: no Absolutely, and when we
2: say madly in love, not like madly in love with your parents, I'm talking about in romantic love with someone. Right? Can you be madly in love with someone but just have absolutely no desire to to do it? To bump uglies, to just lie in the missionary position and (laughs) make babies for God, because that's the only reason why you do it anyway. Uh, Apparently, you can't. Apparently, you can separate your romantic desires from your so we'll be chatting to a psychologist who's exploring all of that research in a few moments' time, and then we'll be back with music from the weekend in your eyes next year on FM104's
0: FM Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.
2: Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. You can go and check out the podcast, by the way. A few people were asking, when will Thursday's show go up when the epic prank backfired into reverse epic prank? Yes. landed on, on Monday. So that's up there now on Spotify. So if it hasn't landed, and, and all the usual places, by the way, if it hasn't landed in your phone just yet, you might need to refresh and close and reopen your Spotify.
3: Yeah, it's definitely up there. Thursday, where you have broke the news to me that your big surprise this humiliation that you're trying to create didn't work. Although I made it, th- I made you think it did on Thursday and then if you listen back to Friday's show, you'll see that it didn't work if too well If you listen listening to the
2: strawberries on Friday morning, you'll realise it was one of the greatest, most epic reverse pranks of all time. Saoirse was in Friday's copy of The Sun endorsing Hoop Dreams, which yeah. was a hemorrhoid cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, you know, the tagline being Hoop Dreams because life should be piles of fun. Yes, And I uh, had a connection. I
3: had a full-on... Like, bull's kill moment.
2: It was a bull's kill moment. I was like, that's the end of the show. She's no crack. If you want to listen to the most awkward, most terrible radio we have ever done, because Sirius, had to stay pretend pissed off for, yeah, three hours, for three hours. You can listen to Thursday's show. It is the most uncomfortable experience of all time. <laughs> it starts off with me thinking it's going to be hilarious. I'm like, you're in the sun tomorrow. And I'm like, why isn't she laughing? And it just gets, it gets progressively more... And more and more awkward. It was the most uncomfortable show I've ever done in my entire life. But,
3: but it was, was funny at the very end of the show, you know, we obviously say, eehawa, like talk yeah. to you tomorrow. And you were like, no, let's not say that because it wasn't a good name. <laughs> let's just, just say eha. Eeha. Ee-ha.
2: Bye, Bye now. Okay. Bye, yeah, it's yeah. awkward. Uh, that's up there. And now uh, the video of the whole thing will be ready very soon. Um, anyway, if you want to see a picture of the Hoop Dreams advertisement that went into the paper without Sushi knowing, you can check it out on. Um, Yours and my Instagrams, by the way, it's search underscore long.
3: Search underscore long. I have mine framed hanging over my toilet.
2: Oh, is that where you put it? That's where I put it. I want to get it frame from the newspaper and put it up in the studio. That'd be a nice I one want. Either. See, you
3: gave me the, the edition that was kind of like going to be in the paper, but I don't have the paper.
2: Oh, I got two copies of the paper. I, paper. Need I might get it, one yeah, of those framed. To- we can put it up in the studio. Yeah. Uh, and then if you have any other plans on how I can get search back, because it's my turn next because the reverse prank means it's back in my court now I'm thinking of putting that ad up on the back of a bus or on a massive billboard there's a billboard that I always see uh, in the keys on the way into town so if you're on the north side keys towards obviously Connell Bridge
3: wait is that the one that has the Titanic Belfast or something
2: uh, it's a big huge one on the left of one of the buildings there it always has I just remember it usually has drinks things there oh. or there's one over the far side beside the brazen head which is a massive one
3: yeah that'd be great
2: that would be one yeah big I'd hemorrhoid one or maybe a, a big wall at the airport so when everyone's walking you know those big ads that they have Ireland and it's then just hoop dreams
3: do you know what though maybe hemorrhoid cream will go through the roof people will start buying it because everyone's it's, walking around in pain. Everyone's
2: everyone's sitting on their hole.
3: They're sitting on their hole. Working from home. They're not, you know, wiping their bum correctly and <laughs> they're forcing things out they shouldn't be forcing Staying out.
2: Staying in bed too long. Far too long. Yeah, and all of these things they're packing up. I was thinking of doing, right, actually getting the product made up. So get some generic, like, moisturiser cream or whatever. Yeah. And branding it Hoop Dreams and seeing could you pay an influencer to endorse oh, it. That would be brilliant. Even though there's nothing good. How much would, like, a quote-unquote influencer want to say Hoop Dreams because life should be piles of fun and holding it on their Instagram page going hey are they that broke because you know the way there's no events happening now Yeah, very little need... product launches a lot of clothing companies going under unfortunately now yeah. they're probably out of work so could we get one an influencer to endorse Hoop Dreams
3: I think so well, I honestly do <laughs> how amazing would that be
2: yeah, a bit of crack Um what's, what's Karen in Irish I don't know what Karen in Irish is Karashta. Karashta that sounds like a mix between carrot and orange
3: Carrot <laughs> and Karashta You should karashta. have gone for Vagiclean. Vagiclean Oh is that the um...
2: That's in a movie is it not? Wait I know I'll six Vagiclean is that, I'm, I'm seeing Jim Carrey say okay. that
3: But is Vagiclean something you just made up because that's genius if it is because I know obviously there is female wash but it's called Femme Fresh It's great by the way Should use it if you
2: Hoop spelled backwards is poo Quite fitting <laughs> Oh
3: yeah <laughs> never thought about that.
2: Uh, Pooh dreams.
3: poo dreams.
2: Yeah, it was all an elaborate plan. I like to think that I came up with that. There's subtle, subtle, uh, subtle clues in it.
3: Jim Carrey movie. It was. It
2: was in Ace Ventura, wasn't? It? Was, was it Ace
3: Ventura? Don't know. Price Don't check. Don't
2: remember that. Veg, so. uh, uh, uh.
3: I knew you when you had nothing. You. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that from?
2: Jesus, Lucia, I knew I knew you when you had nothing. Now you have piles.
3: I do have piles. I have a lot. enda thanks for that. <laughs> I have piles of piles. But look, it's all sorted now. With my cream, or I'm getting there. <gasps> courage.
2: No, is that right? Courage. Uh, Sandra has, after messaging and saying, "Karen O'Skelge is courage." That's is
3: that right. You just made that up. You stuck a father there on the e for absolutely no reason. Replace the whatsoever. k with
2: the c. chew yeah. an old i in there and an e father, and that makes anything Irish.
3: It does. Or ean. Car-
2: if you add ean onto the end of anything, like anything you can make Irish ean. Pick pick a random product.
0: Uh. So, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash people today.
3: Dicklack.
2: Dicklackine.
3: Oh, Car will on yeah. Dicklackine. Irish. Yeah, Irish, actually, yeah. God, that's actually so good. I love yeah. that.
2: Um, yeah, anything at all, you add Ean to the end of it, it's Irish. You sound as if you're fluent, Oskelga. You. Anything
3: else?
2: FM104. FM104.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <work on> <laughs> <laughs> ah, in FM104. Talking I our FM104 in
2: a night? We oh. radio.
3: See? Now I remember when I started here in FM104 a few years back, oh, and uh, there was no one to fill the Irish show, so I was asked <laughs> here. Listen, how's your Irish? And I was like, well, I can say on Will Catagon and Larris and I can just, you know, blag yeah. my way through this. I'm sure I could read a few, you know, words off a page and just yeah, go into a few songs and come out of them. Niall Horan. An-ish. A shock. A <laughs> mock. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> anyway, I was told to. Ever ahead, Nialline McHoran. <laughs> yeah, you know I me, mean? I'd go on like.
2: Nialline O'Horan. There you go. Nileen
3: O'Horan. <laughs> <laughs> Gutache, Onawa. Is that yeah. it? That's something, isn't it? Uh, yeah,
2: you, me, and Irene—is that
3: what Vagiclean was from?
2: Was that Vagisil? I've no idea. Jim Carrey movie when he talks about that. If you know, sure gives a shout. Um, still to come on the show: being romantically in love and being sexually attracted to someone apparently do not have to be the same thing. Again, strange world we live in. That interview with a uh, doctor Rich—I can't remember his surname—Van Williams. Anyway, he's a psychologist over from Cornell University, studies sex and gender. Will be on to say that apparently you can be in love with anyone, romantically in love with anyone, um, and may not want to have any sort of sexual relationships with them. That'll be on the way.
0: FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.
2: It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here and we're going to be chatting about something which I suppose is, is definitely new to me. Um, we came across an article during the week that suggested that there's certain research out there that will that'll show that sexual desires and romantic desires don't have to be linked.
3: Yeah, I mean I do kind of find this strange but when I think back of people I've gone out with or people I find attractive, it's very rare that I would look at somebody and think oh they're really good looking i want to get with them i never really have any interest in a good looking type of guy i don't know why it <laughs> usually i find they're they're not as intelligent or maybe they're just I'm lacking something right <laughs> no <yeah>. no uh, <laughs> but seriously i do and but there's other parts of them that i find intriguing or sexy but it's not physical do you know what i mean which I don't think goes the other way around as much.
2: I don't know. I mean, I can maybe I can find someone attractive and then if you find out that there may be a bit of a scumbag and that you're like, actually, no, I don't think you might be very, very attractive, but I'm just, just not really that into you. So maybe from that perspective, it might work. But anyway, we're going to delve into this a little bit more with someone who knows far more about this topic then either myself or Saoirse. It'll be interesting to see um, what this whole study means and what the implications are. Uh, He's the director of the Sex and Gender Lab at Cornell University. We're delighted to bring him on Room four this evening. Uh, Rich Savin-Williams, sir. How are you?
3: Very good. So, Rich... Is this true then? You can love someone maybe without being sexually attracted to them?
1: Definitely so. And it's quite striking that in some ways we don't recognize that there is such a thing called romantic orientation. Most of us sort of know that uh, there's a sexual orientation and that is most people are attracted to one gender or the other or both. But when it comes to romantic orientation, we believe that it has to be linked or identical to sexual orientation. But there are a fairly large number of people, how many we have no idea, who in fact separate the two. That is, they may have sexual attractions to one gender only and have romantic orientation only to the other gender.
2: So how how does that, let's say... How does that scenario look in uh, somebody or a couple that, or couples that might be doing that?
1: Well, they may not be couples for sure because they may be discrepant in in that domain. I mean, I think it's very clear that everyone that we want to have sex with or have sexual desires, we don't have any emotional or romantic um, attractions to them. Mm. The real question becomes can you have romantic attractions? That is, can you fall in love with or develop a crush or an infatuation with someone that you have absolutely no sexual desires for. Now, that's the piece that is debatable and is the sort of the keystone of what I'm trying to advocate for based on a variety of research over the years have demonstrated that that can take place. It's pretty clear, you know, that there are crushes and we have no desire not only not to have sex with them but we don't have any sexual desires for them.
3: Does that not just fall into a friendship category then?
1: It could, but I would say that it is not necessarily just a friendship. Because sometimes the the feelings that one has for someone go way beyond what a normal or typical friendship could be, so that you become maybe obsessed with that person. You keep thinking about them. Maybe you stalk them, or maybe you follow them, um, or you try to maintain contact with them as much as possible. These would be things that not very likely you would be doing or having with your friend.
2: Um, how, how common is it for people to kind of develop or express those Traits or behaviors
1: I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> the problem is that as researchers, we don't ask these kinds of questions. That is, we ask all the time about what is your sexual identity or sexual orientation, you know the the classic you know gay, lesbian, bi, straight, on pansexual fluidity, all these other identities. but we don't ex- assess very, and at least it's very rare to really try to figure out what romantic orientation is so we don't ask the question like who do you tend to fall in love with males females or some combination thereof
3: have you found any difference between kind of straight couples and and gay couples because i have a friend who dated guys all her life and in the last year has decided, you know what, I actually find women really attractive. And she's gone on 2 long term or had kind of 2 long term relationships with women. But she, she was only saying to me at the weekend that she broke up with somebody recently and she absolutely loved her to bits, but just didn't want to have sex. And obviously the girl wasn't happy with that outcome. But she said, I would have married her. She just wasn't yep. interested in that part of the relationship.
1: Right. And this is part of the issue. I think we need to talk about these kinds of issues, because I think we don't understand that these two can be very discrepant. And, you know, one can be bisexual in terms of of having attractions for both genders, whether it's sexual or romantic. So it's possible. And I would say that they are perhaps in the best of situations, because after all, they maybe have a lot more uh, choices. The problem is, is when they fall in love with one and have no sexual desire for the other. But the other person, as you mentioned, does have sexual attractions. And then that person may say, well, if you don't sexually desire me, then I can't have a romantic relationship with you. But the other person may say, no, no, I really, really love you. I just don't want to have sex with you. So the fact that you don't want to have sex with someone doesn't mean that you don't, that you hence don't love them or that you don't want to spend the rest of your life with them. So these are things that have to be worked out with couples. And I would say they're not limited to straight couples or gay couples or bisexual couples. I think these are the kinds of things that ought to be worked out for all couples.
2: Someone might be kind of listening and saying, you know, you're separating the romantic side out from the, the, the sexual side. But what what if... You, you talk about you can love someone without having to let necessarily have sex with them. But from a romantic perspective, you know, even the phrase, you know, you're making love with someone is, is having sex and, and making love. Not the traditionally has been the ultimate form of, of showing and expressing your, your deep physical and emotional love for someone. So how can we square that or separate that out or or differentiate that? Surely, if you're not willing to have sex with someone, you're not willing to 100% love them with all of your body, for want of a better word.
1: Right. Well, certainly, I don't want to deny that for a, a lot of people, how many, once again, I don't know. Um, but for some people, it is identical. You know, they, their sexual and romantic desires are congruent. It's for the same person, uh, maybe for the same gender, making it a little broader But I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, for sure. In fact, you know, some might say, well, that's the ideal situation. But I don't think we should expect it for everybody. And I think that's where there are a lot of misunderstandings that can occur, because a sexual desire either evaporates, or maybe was never there. Maybe it was only as a favor, because you love this person so much. And you wanted, you wanted to have Sort of physical relations with them because of your love, but you really weren't all that attracted sexually to that person. Well, once again, that doesn't mean necessarily that that's the end of the road for this couple. So I think there's a there's some degree of of being flexible, realizing that not all people are identical in loving the same gender that they are sexually attracted to, or even necessarily the same person.
3: Yeah, that's interesting, because I guess sex plays a big role in some relationships and maybe not a big role in in others.
1: Right. In fact, that's not atypical. There's quite a bit of research that shows that over time within married couples, sexual desires can certainly decrease. And I don't think it's necessarily the province of one gender or the other. I think this can occur mm. for males and for females. So then the question is, well, if sexual desires begin to fade or evaporate or we're never there, does that mean necessarily that that's true for the other? No. But how do you begin to talk about that and make it so that it's not an element of, oh my gosh, um, we got to get out of this relationship or this person doesn't love me anymore. That's just sort of... Not exactly what everyone is in tune with in terms of their sexual and romantic selves.
2: Right? Yeah, no, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, you can still love someone, and even though both of you have let yourselves go forty years into the marriage, <laughs> and that you're just like, oh God, you know, you're not obviously gonna you could throw that away or kind of um, uh, ruin that because there's still obviously years of connection and understanding and, and a relationship there that's possibly more important than the, the the sexual desire so in in looking at this and trying to separate it out and discuss the difference between maybe your romantic desires and your sexual desires is there anything else that kind of struck you with some of the research that you've done and some of the things you've come across is there anything else either it really interesting or 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 rare or you didn't think you'd you'd come across Is there anything kind of unique and, and maybe even stranger you've found while investigating this entire topic
1: well certainly i have investigated and interviewed um, young men and young women who have this discrepancy and are very bothered by it. And that disturbs them. And I think marriage counselors or people who see couples really need to understand that these sorts of differences exist. Another sort of kind of person that I ended up not really thinking about too much until I started interviewing, and these are young men who say they are straight, and yet they keep sort of developing these intense crushes on men. And so these crushes can be overwhelming, and they have a difficult time negotiating this. I, I know I'm straight, I know I love having sex with women, but on the, on the other hand, I've never loved a woman the way I love men, or this particular man. And I think sort of by talking about this and not seeing this as being you're a, a hidden gay person, or you know, you're denying yourself, that we ought to recognize that indeed these are individuals who really need to explore these kinds of issues with themselves. And I think all too often the clinical sort of clinical practitioners and other people make assumptions about the way sex and romance ought to go together. And I think they mislead um, many young people, maybe more so in young people than older people, because I think these kinds of discrepancies, younger people are now beginning to look at well, many older adults just sort of say, well, that's the way life is. Um, you know, I'm too far in this to change courses.
3: I guess it's not black and white. And that's kind of the, uh, the the end point, because you look at films, you look at TV shows, and it's set out in a certain way that you think is the norm, when in actual fact, it's much broader than that.
1: Exactly. And I would love to see far more media displays of men, because we do have that with women who seem to be extraordinarily attached and infatuated with each other. It's far more rare to see that for men, and yet I think it is just as frequent among men as women. And of course, we have these, you know, we're, we're buddies or you know, we're, we're metrosexual or whatever we want to call them, when actually the feelings are much deeper and profound and can last a very long period of time.
2: You know, it is funny you mentioned that because uh, I had two friends who at a, at a music festival made it, may have had one too many fizzy drinks and then uh, wound up scoring the face off each other at one of the uh, acts. And we were all just kind of like, sorry, what's going on here now? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> and we again never would have displayed. They're both straight, as you said, never would have would never expressed or came out as, uh, as gay. And they just kind of did that. So I don't know if there was any other than fizzy drinks involved but listen it's a hugely fascinating area and obviously it's getting a lot of attention now and, and starting to kind of take off but and um, before we let you go is there anywhere you would recommend people can find your work or research online
1: a lot of my research is online and if anyone wants to write to me i will send articles to them psychologytoday.com has me as a blogger and i'm more than willing to send those to them anyone or anything that I've written. Well, um, Dr.
2: Rich Savin-Williams, we appreciate you coming on. He's the director of the uh, Sex and Gender Lab over at Cornell University. It's been a pleasure, and thanks for chatting with us here on FM 104 tonight. My pleasure.
0: (laughs) FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.